is Will Tinkin. Thanks for listening to the Bitter Comics Comics Podcast. And here's your host, JT Foreman. Good job, dude. Can I have a high five? Yes. Good job. That's really nice. Hello, and welcome to episode 112 of the Bitter Comics Podcast. I am JT Foreman, and I'm here with my good friend Colton, the contrarian. Hello. How's it going, dude? It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. Awesome. Uh, thanks for uh, for hosting me at your place again for the for the podcast. Not a problem. Uh, we begin once again with uh, our opening segment. JT was a real prick last week. What a dick. In which I apologize for the cruel, offensive, and probably racist things I said last episode. They were. Now, this is episode 112, so for my insensitivity in episode 111, I would like to apologize to black people, nostalgia, sin, and plays. Now, I'm not referring to the acting plays. This is like when a person makes a play for something, or a person takes an action, so they make a play for... Did you make that a derogatory kind of comment about people trying? No, but on the last episode, Matt Amos used the, the term plays in that sense, mm. and I interpreted it as putting on you know a play on stage and everything, and I made comments, and they gave me a hard time about my stupid puns. Uh. When it wasn't puns, I just didn't get it. <laughs> uh, well, if you would like to know why I'm apologizing to each of these uh, other things... Uh, Check out episode 111 and all our previous episodes at bittercomics.podbean.com. Do it. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast, just go to that website and scroll down a little bit. On the right-hand side of the page, there are buttons to click on to subscribe to the podcast using iTunes, Google, or my Yahoo, or just go to the iTunes store and look up Bitter Comics. And if you feel I owe any additional apologies, send us an email to bittercomics at hotmail.com, and then the subject line... Please put nothing. Just leave it blank. Completely blank. No subject. That's cutting edge. Absolutely. That's pretty original, man. Thank you. That's pretty interesting. Whatever you do, don't put RE and then my name, because then I'm going to think it's another one of those strange emails that's trying to steal my password. <laughs> I, I do get I get a, an email every other day that just says RE Joel Foreman in the... In the uh, the subject line, and then if I open the email, there's like two letters, a space, and six letters, or some you know XD HM4 or whatever. And I, I don't know exactly what it is that people keep sending me, but mm. it's just these not even empty, just weird nonsense emails. Hmm. You must be on some sort of bot or uh, automated emailing service yeah. about something somehow. So I uh, I had a pretty exper- crazy experience with some Mormons. It wasn't actually crazy. It was incredibly mundane, but I interpreted it as being crazy. Ah. So. How we got on the subject of Mormons when we were talking earlier was uh, 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 when I got here, Colton had on the TV Starship Troopers. And I had mentioned that my father did not like that movie because he himself is a Mormon. And at one point in the movie... There's this, you know, fake newscast where they're talking about, oh, the Mormon settlement on this planet, the bugs wiped them all out. Mm. So my dad didn't like that they decided to kill every Mormon in the galaxy <laughs> because all of the Mormons moved to this one planet and the bugs ate them all. Yeah. So uh, I, uh, I didn't know that there was so much add-on literature to the whatever the new yeah, book is. Yeah. I didn't realize, so I go over to, I have a customer, it's an elderly man, he's in his 80s, his car blew up down the street basically, and he yeah. like walked to my dealership and was like, I need to buy a car f- with cash for like less than $2,000 now. And you yeah. don't have any of those? No, I don't have those kind of cars. I'm not that kind of car lot. Yeah. Like those are places like downtown. Yeah. That are like really shady. Or like Auto Mercado and Clovis. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if the business has a Hispanic name and it's in Clovis, they're they're up to no good. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Well, the, how you know dealerships are shitholes is if they are named. Like, real dealerships have, like, are the brand and then some sort of company or yeah. person. Like, 
Yeah, it might be Clausen, but yeah. it'll say Honda. Yeah, it'll say like Honda something. Hon- yeah. Fresno of Ho- Fresno yeah. Honda. Yeah. Herwalt Chevrolet. Chevrolet. Yeah, or, something or, like that. Or Mike's Chevrolet. Yeah. Or, you know, Chevrolet of Fresno. It'll say something like that. Yeah. The places that are like car blowout or car amazing or, or that kind of places yeah. are always shitholes. Yeah. They're always rotten fucking shitholes. So anyways, this old man shows up on my lot. And I'm like, well, look, I've got my cheapest car on my lot is $6,000. So I'd have to finance you this car. So I got to figure out what your financing is like yeah. So I'll, and all this other stuff. So anyways, regardless to say, this guy wasn't expecting to come down. So we had to drive him to his house to get all of his papers to find out exactly what kind of financing. Okay. Now, this is an elderly man uh, who I didn't really know much about. It's kind of weird going over to somebody's house who you don't yeah. know anyways. Yeah. So I get to his house, and it's a relatively normal house, like an older person's house. Like obviously, everything's outdated by like thirty years. You know what I mean? Like you know, the TV still has a back, and there's a VCR. Yeah, there's a tube. Yeah, there's a tube. It's not flat. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Everything's yeah. kind of like twenty, thirty years out of it, date. It's smaller than forty inches. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's slightly out of date. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it's did just, it have the dials with with the? With the needle nose pliers sitting next no, to it? No, 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 no. But, it, but it, it, had, it had the, the, the flip-up panel oh, okay. underneath the screen where you could dial in what you wanted to okay. watch. You know, it had one of those. Um, so as I'm walking in, I noticed the typical pictures of, uh, of uh, family, or what I assumed was family. I keep saying, seeing the pictures of these same three guys grouped together. Okay. They look old, though. They look in their 60s. So right. I'm like, okay, this guy's 80. Maybe this is his kids. And then I noticed that one of the guys that are in the center, uh, the center of the picture, uh, is also on the cover of the books. There's a bunch of books all over the shelves. And it's the names of the books are things like Interpreting the Prophet, uh, the yeah. Prophet's Designs, uh, all this stuff. And it's the same pointy-nosed older man and the tagline for him, I guess you might know who this is, says he's the head of the church in some way. Yeah. Uh, uh, president of the church. I, I don't remember what the president of the Mormon church's name is right, right yeah. now. Uh, the, but you're aware of who I'm talking yes, about. Anyways, yes. so there's who I thought was the kids are actually just picture after picture after picture of the same guy who's the head of, this, of, of the church. And all the books are written by this guy. Okay. And there's all these books about Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith, Joseph Smith biography, the life of Joseph Smith, and it's multiple. Like there's at least a dozen book on every on any one facet or subject, like the biography of the prophet, how to interpret right. the prophet, things like that. There are hundreds of books on the yeah. bookshelves, so there's a lot, and it's yeah. just all about the same subject. It's just all about Mormonism and understanding Mormonism and stuff. Yeah. And I was immediately terrified. I mean, I felt honest to God panic. Yeah, because it is my belief, and I was talking with my wife about this, that if any religious person knew my actual opinions on religion, they would attempt to kill me. And I, I mean this in a sincere and honest way, not in an over-exaggerated, I mean this in a literal way. If I spoke to a religious person the way I speak to you about religion, yeah, yeah. they would call me an idolater and probably try to harm me. Uh, well, I know you and I have had that conversation before, but I don't remember what your specific opinion on religion is. It is something to be mocked. Yeah, well, yeah. It, to, to me, it is a harmful force in our society. And I I'll, I would never say to ban religion because no, I'm not people an- get to think what they want to. But anyone who, who, who does follow a religion, shame on you. I am a, I'm not an anti-theist, but I am definitely a convinced atheist. Yes. Um... Anyways, as we were going on, this old man's kerfuffling around his house. Is the best way I can explain it, kerfuffling yeah. uh, around his house trying to find bank documents and yeah. all, all this stuff. And his wife is just absolutely nice to me. Like, Would you like something to drink? Would you like this? Yeah. The more I'm kind of just you know meandering from one end of the house, I'm seeing multiple bookshelves. So when I counted there, there was probably between 500 and 700 books on this one subject. Right. And every book had a crease in the seam, meaning that he had read it. He had yeah. read it long enough to actually yeah. know, crease the seam. Yeah. Somebody that is that religiously devout, that if they knew what I thought about their religion, would probably harm me. Yeah. And I realize what it must have felt for like a skeptic in the 1700s. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Like that I can never say what I actually think or they might hurt me. Yeah. Um, or to be a Jew in the 1700s. Yeah, I mean, exactly. You know, just, yeah. anyone who was not of the majority religion at the time before the founding of the United States, basically. Yeah. You know, you keep your mouth shut or you risk death. I mean, you just do. But the one thing that, that, that profoundly got me about this, this particular person's home was the sheer amount of literature on the same topic written yeah. by the same person from the same place. Yeah. What the fuck are they talking about, man? Well, you know, uh, I, I, I was raised on and off going into the Mormon church. And I, I've read a couple of those, a couple of those books. No, not even a tenth of a percent of the ones that exist. Yeah. But the ones that I read said the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's it's just reiterating over and over the same stuff, over and over and over. And you know what? That's how you brainwash somebody. <laughs> you tell them the same thing over and over. Eventually, they're going to believe it. So I this mean, guy's just reading the same subject, the same opinion about the same subject. 500 to 700 times. Probably. You know, uh, what does that do to someone's there, brain? There's a lot of of scripture in the Mormon uh, <coughs> you, know, you know, the Mormon church. Uh, of course they they you've got the Old Testament which you know, they're they as as, as much as uh, other Christianity religions say oh Mormons aren't real Christians. Yeah, they are. The the actual title of the church is Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Yeah. The the dude's name is in the official title of the church. It's a different kind of Christianity than yours, but it's still Christianity. Yeah. You know. Um, and then, uh, uh, of course, there's the New Testament. Yeah. And then the Book of Mormon. And then uh, there's also uh, Pearl of Great Price, which is much larger. And... Um, I'm trying to remember what the name of the other one is, but I can't think of it offhand now. Mm. But I did find out something about Mormons that I didn't know before. And what's so that? I've always known that like the church takes ten percent. Well, the tithing—that's in the Bible. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. The church, and and they expect you to pay it. You know, they do. The church takes ten percent. I always figured like it was some sort of just gigantic scam. The church was pocketing all this money, but I didn't know this. But if you are like whatever level member of the church or whatever. If you get in some shit, the church will actually take care of you. I I did not experience that myself when I was growing up. Really? Yeah. Uh, Maybe I, that's just I like a see Utah that. thing. Uh, I don't know. But I do know that uh, my mother left. My dad had to raise six kids on his own. And church didn't send him a check. Mm. You know, I, he's, he's... Was he still sending the church a check while that was going on? Yes. Wow. And, you know, and he would keep getting... Told, oh, you know, if you, you, you have to, if you pay your tithe, then the Lord will provide. What's it and called? he did, a tithe. A tithe? T-I-T-H-E. Tithing is, the tithe is. Okay. Uh, the, but, you know, that's, and, and he did. And, uh, you know, of course, the believer would say, well, you know, he didn't really have faith. Because he stopped, and that proves that he didn't. So, you know, he didn't follow the Lord's rules. And but, I mean, how, how long do you have to do that? How, how deep into trouble do you have to get? How far do you have to get behind on everything before the church, is, the church step, steps up? Mm. You know, and, and, you know, it wasn't far enough for them, apparently. Yeah, maybe it's just a Utah. Like, I, the way I understand it is that there's some sort of... <clears throat> Mormon financial institution in the state of Utah, like some sort of credit union or bank or something like that. That the I've major, never heard of this. That the, that the people that live there, uh, the majority participate, like the way that people in this town go to EECU mm. because of the Fresno. Well, that, that may that may very well be the case. I've never heard of it. Okay, um, but you know, it, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, you know it, it in. In Utah, a very large percentage of the population is Mormon. Yeah. So, wouldn't surprise me if they had a credit union. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, the, uh, the the one thing I will say for the church is that it's the only religion where the clergy doesn't get paid. Really? And, in fact, once you become a member of the, uh, uh, one of the 12, uh, 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 it's called the Council of Twelve, but that's based on twelve apostles. 
that's why it's that's why it's twelve. Yeah. And or uh, or the president of the church, you're expected to turn your fortune over to the church when when you take that position, and then you're given a. A, a place to live, which is usually the one you lived in before, but the church owns it now, and you're given, um, a, you know, a monthly stipend stipend to to live off of, but uh, and no one else gets paid. Now the church does the church itself owns all kinds of stuff. I mean, they they the church itself owns farms and food processing plants and and I thought they, I thought they own like the land that is Salt Lake City. Yeah. Yeah. A lot, very large. That's how they can have those like Mormon cops, yeah, because they own the property. It's private property, so they're yeah. like a security service. Yeah, and what you know, I saw this thing on the Daily Show a while back where uh, a gay couple was holding hands walking down the street, and they were ordered away from from the city center because it's all church property. And, yeah, and then you know the when when the when one of the. Uh, um, one of the correspondents from the Daily Show went and asked him about it. Oh well, you know, we just don't we didn't want public displays of affection. It has nothing to do with the fact that they're gay. So they got two interns that happened to be dating each other to go and just start making out. You know, standing there, and you know, twenty minutes, thirty minutes goes by, nothing. Yeah. You know, so it, of course it's because they're gay. I mean, yeah. you know, the the, the Mormon uh, they they're just as uh, anti-homosexual as any other Christianity, you know, uh, more so than, than most really. Yeah. And so of course it's because they're gay. I mean, duh. <laughs> they're uh it's an interesting breed of human beings. Yeah. Well, I, I, Joel was, I don't under, yeah, Joel was witnesses at least make a little bit of sense to me. Well, the, you know, they, the whole going back and, and, and writing their scripture based on the earliest adaptations of the yeah. Bible. I mean, they're, 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 it seems like they're making an attempt to actually follow the rules that are written down in the book. Because, yeah. you know, every, every Christianity says, no sleeping with other dudes if you're a dude. Yeah. But, you know, they're, the Jehovah's Witnesses are the only ones who are going to be like, no mixed fabrics. Because yeah. that's, that's like three verses before or something yeah. like that. You know, it's in the same chapter, yeah. and but they're the only ones who actually say that. You know, everyone else is uh, ignores everything but the no homo. Do uh, do Jehovah's Witnesses follow kosher? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I would assume so. I would assume so. But I, I don't really know. It's certainly no shellfish. I I have heard that. See, but, I know a couple of Jehovah's Witnesses very close, and I don't know if I've ever seen them eat bacon. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I was watching a porno the other day, oh. and uh, there was this woman had a Star of David around her neck, mm. and she pulls the guy's pants down, and he's not circumcised. Mm. It's he's it's clearly not kosher, <laughs> but she sucked his dick anyways. Yeah. So you know, I mean, maybe it's only on the Sabbath or something. <laughs> <laughs> Is sex allowed on the Sabbath? I don't know. I, it, Between like a married couple, like I wonder if. I would, I would think so. I, actually, I would think it would be required if you're a married couple, yeah. but missionary only. Yes, missionary only, <laughs> and you can't enjoy it. Yes, no enjoying it. No enjoying it. That that makes makes it really hard. Sex to, is to for procreation only. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you know, no no or- orgasming. We're just gonna we're gonna take a syringe and shove it into your nuts you realize, and pull some of this stuff out. How utterly homosexual that really is. What's how that? gay. That really is the idea that your wife is just like a job. Yeah, it's just this thing that you have to take care of. You have to have children. It's a chore. Yeah, it's something you have to do. How utterly like that's the way that a homosexual feels about marriage. Yeah, like he he has to do this. Not that he I wants to do this. I don't understand. Well, uh, you know, here's it, my issue with the whole gay marriage thing. Frankly, is married people are getting extra stuff that single people don't get mm-hmm. tax rates are different and they, they more money back and, and everything uh, like my my dad mm-hmm. single parent six kids yeah okay let's look at another uh, if you had another person standing next to him uh married five kids both cases you've got one person with a job yeah and six dependents in either way, we're assuming that the wife in the married couple isn't does, isn't doesn't have a job, 
And that both of them are working the same job. So same salary, same everything else. Who is going to pay less taxes and who needs more help? Well, the, the married guy with five kids and a wife is going to pay fewer taxes because he can file married, uh, married filing jointly. They have bigger deductions. The single guy with six kids is going to pay more in taxes, but he needs more help than the, than the married person with, with five kids. Well, you know that why that is, right? Well, they, they don't want you to get divorced? Well, no. Statistically, the whole marriage is the cornerstone of society is 100% true. Married people have retirement accounts, 401ks. They invest in the stock market. Yeah, yeah. They put themselves in debt. Promote stability. They promote stabi- yeah. stability. As a single person, it's just trying to get from day to day if they yeah. have that many kids. Yeah. So they're not they're not opening up gigantic credit lines with major investors. Yeah. They're not buying US savings bonds and they're not setting money aside into the stock market. So the reason why the government sets up the tax rates to favor married couples is to incentivize the population to get married. Because statistically married people contribute greater society society from a financial standpoint. And they also marriage creates procreation. That's the idea behind it. Well, and then the the question is, what is government's role? Is it government's role just to do that, or is it government's role to try to help people? Well, as the government's role, as we, and this is that's something that constantly is evolving, especially in our society. There's and this is this is true of almost every topic in politics. There's this idealized idea of depending on what your opinion is, your idealized version of how the government should act and what yeah. its purpose should be. And then there is the reality. And the reality of the government right now is just... The, the idea of the government's role in our society right now is to incentivize, protect, and stimulate... Corporations. The, the, the economy, economy the, the people, yeah. everything. We are in a nanny state. The government is our nanny. That's how we feel about the government. We feel the, our role. Um, the government. The government is required to enforce safety guidelines... Food protection, regulatory systems for the financial sector—all these. Well, different... you know, all of those things didn't just come about because someone woke up one day and said, "Hey, you know what? I think I don't want to put forth any effort in my life, so let's have the government do any, everything." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what the Republican Party would have us believe, but that's not what happened. Yeah, I mean, all these food safety standards are because mm-hmm. Theodore Roosevelt read the Jungle. Yeah, you know that—that's how the FDA got started. Yeah, you know, uh, uh, and and you could you could find an equivalent. Uh, event next to every single uh, significant legislation that's ever happened regulating anything. Yeah, something you know? happens and they make a law. Yeah, Our and you know if if the go- if the corporations were acting responsible responsibly, mm-hmm. these laws would not exist. If criminals were not criminals, there wouldn't be so many cops, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and then of course, we, what you always end up with it whenever someone is granted authority is that some of them, are, some of those people with the authority, are going to abuse it. So you, we have a lot of cops, so you have more crooked cops. Yeah. You have a lot of uh, regulators on on uh, 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 you know on on uh, an industry. Well, that means you're going to have more people that that are taking bribes or, or looking the other way when they're yeah. not supposed to, or 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 being harder than they should sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and oh, uh, we um, we found that you had a, a dead rat in a in the rat trap. Yeah, we're gonna shut your restaurant down now. Well, no, I had rats in there. I'm doing something about it. <coughs> Shutting me? No, I'm yeah. I'm 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 working to solve the problem. You don't shut you don't shut that person down. Yeah, you know it, the guy that there's rats running all over the place and no traps anywhere. That's the guy you shut down. Well, there you is know, so. there's, there's just there's also the natural order that. Everything, not only, I mean, okay, it's, this is, well, okay, back up a little bit. The law of pretty much every element in nature is whatever the element is will travel through the path of least resistance. Right. It's a natural order of all things. Yeah. Water flows wherever it's easy. Air flows wherever it's easy. Everything yeah. does whatever the easiest thing for it to do. Yeah. And that's what inertia is, and that's what momentum is. It's just carrying on whatever it was doing before in the easiest way possible. That is right. nature. Human behavior is the same way. So in your example, the right thing to do would be to investigate the situation and determine whether or not this business owner is really you know, healthy, health conscious, or is health absent-minded? Yeah. And decide whether or not to penalize them based yeah. on that finding. The reality of what's going to happen is that they're going to shut them down regardless of whether or not, you know, it's actually called for because the startup of that company, again, requires them to pay fees, taxes, 
Well, that's and, that's not why they do it. But no, it's not why they do it. They, but the they, the, the reality of being an effect of it. But that's not why they, they no, do they it. Don't, they don't because do, this guy is too lazy to do his job right. That's what I mean. It's not. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's the easiness of it. Yeah, that's the easy way to do it. Yeah. Well, you know, and the, and that's a, an argument I have. My dad thinks everything is is corruption, mm-hmm. which uh, I think that that yeah, there's corruption here, but it's different. Like you know, he come he came from Chicago. So the corruption is every give mayor me a for the last twenty five years. Well, yeah, <laughs> I'm not just the mayor, but the corruption in Chicago is payoffs. Yeah, you know, a a a, a, a tribute. Yeah, they'll they'll call it. And there was a, a a reporter who moved from Chicago to Los Angeles who wrote about that. He's like, you know, I in my house I wanted to put up a, this thing, and I, the building inspector comes out, and so I asked him how much how much uh, uh, how much of a tribute do I need to give. And the guy was ready to have me arrested for attempting to bribe him. It's like, you know, when I lived in Chicago, it was expected. You know, yeah. I, I don't want to go around bribing people, but yeah. I don't get to do anything yeah. unless I give uh, give that. And it, and whereas in, so, you know, there, the, the corruption is bribery. Here, the corruption is I don't really want to do my job. Yeah. I want to collect my paycheck and not have to work. Yeah, and so the it's it's uh, it, the corruption of laziness and and uh, I it, the that's what I think the idea of like the Illuminati and the overlords is really just a skewed perspective on basically capitalism. It's yeah. it's not that there's somebody dictating the course and flow of the world. There's just several people benefiting yeah. from the course and the flow of the world based on reactive decision making. I don't think that, for instance, I don't think that the 2008 financial crisis was engineered to happen in order to allow gigantic properties to open up, which is causing this huge economic boom happening in the country now, where all these dilapidated, destroyed properties are being bought up by huge commercial real estates. And all these urban areas are, are going through this giant process of gentrification yeah. Where all these like low income areas are basically are becoming the top end fashionable. Where are all the poor people moving to? They're leaving the cities. They're well, being forced. where are they going? In San Francisco, this is a huge problem. In San Francisco, they're moving to Berkeley. Mm. Berkeley has stayed stagnant. It's mostly an urban area, housing, yeah. the university, and that's pretty much yeah. Berkeley. There's no real industry in Berkeley. It's yeah. mostly just a like the way Jersey is to New York. Yeah. It's the suburb of San Francisco. Yeah. Well, for years, San Francisco was the hub for the homeless. Due to the gentrification, these these low-income areas where the homeless people were collecting now have security and police presence and people who give a shit about the curb value of their of their buildings. Yeah. So they're yeah. actively pushing homeless people out of those areas. And the previous middle-income and higher-income areas are now actually kind of reversing. It's like the sliding scale went the opposite way. Yeah. The pre-existing high-income areas, they had already had deterrence for homeless people. So now the homeless people are just getting kicked off of from one corner to the next corner to the next, and a lot of them are just kind of fed up with the whole situation and are leaving the city in general. It's the same thing that happened in Fresno with the, with the gangs. When they came down hard on the bulldog gangs here in town, it pushed them out of the town and forced them in areas like Selma, Kingsburg, Visalia, yeah. because they don't stop existing. They just exist wherever it's easiest to exist. Yeah. Um, but that, going back to my original point, the these this come about is just simply, I think all, all it is are wealthy people in privileged situations get a heads up on a potential investment and they put their money into it. And from the underneath looking up, it's as if they had it planned. But in reality, it's probably you're just dealing with... There's a reason why a guy's a billionaire. The guy's probably pretty intelligent and knows how to game the market. Yeah. Well, you know, it's not that they all get together and set things up to make it go this way. Mm. All of them are looking at the situation independently and coming to the same conclusion. Because there's a right answer to things. You know, I want to make money. Here's where everything is at. How do I make money? Well, there's this one way that you'll make a ton of money. And all of these people who have it see it. And yeah. so they, they they all end up doing the same thing. That's why every bank failed the same way at the same time. Yeah. It's because the, the, it, it's all interconnected. And so when one dropped, everything did. Yeah. 
But there is the they, you are are you familiar with the picture of the five presidents? Uh, no, no. Okay, it's this very famous conspiracy. It's like the 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 it's the if you were going to talk to somebody who believed in the Illuminati, this would be the first. Like you know the. Sakura film is the thing for Bigfoot people, the one of it walking. Yeah. Like, that's the big one. That's what this picture is to that argument. It's a picture from a banquet, and I don't remember. It's from a vacation resort. This isn't a, uh, a, a, a public banquet. This is a very private event. Okay. And in this photograph, on the left side of the banquet table, there are five presidents uh, before their presidency eating and hanging out together. Okay. It's Reagan, Bush Sr., Bush Jr., Clinton and I think one other person who ran for president and didn't make it. I think like Dole or something mm-hmm. like that. There's five of them together mm-hmm. talking, working things out, yeah. and being part of an event together. And that and is, it's part, is there ever been any word of what the event was? It's some sort of conference for uh, a group called the Disciples of the Owl or okay. something. It's some sort of... Some people believe it's a legitimate religious organization. Other people believe that it's more of those old school 50s sweat lodge. Yeah. Kind of like the Order of the Buffalo. Yeah. Where the guys were the big... Well, you know, Hillary Clinton was uh, working in the uh, the office of one of the congressmen on the impeachment panel for Nixon. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, oh, see, the Democrats were... Uh, Hillary Clinton all along. It yeah. was her plan... Was to, I mean, so it, you can you can read anything you want to and anything you want, yeah. but you know it, it, it does not surprise me that people who have all set themselves on the same path, which you know anyone who goes into national politics, they're setting themselves on the path for a potential eventual presidential run. All of them are. Mm-hmm. Everyone who goes into Congress has that dream. Dream. And so it doesn't surprise me that people, and everyone who runs for governor has that dream. It doesn't surprise me that all of these different people who eventually got there happen to be at the same place at the same time. Yeah. But, you know, I bet there's a thousand people who are at that event at that event that never became president that have all kinds of pictures together. Yeah. You know, so... But it is eerie to see yeah. that many... Oh, yeah, of course. Statistically, that many people... I mean, these are all people before the presidency are yeah, yeah. together and are part of the same organization. But if you look at, like, Harvard has graduated 14 presidents. Yeah. Yale's graduated, like, 21 or something like that. Yeah. So you could say the same argument about the Harvard Secret Society and the yeah. Yale. Oh, the Skull and Bones. The Skull and they're, Bones, yeah. They're, 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 they're making all of the presidents. Was it, so. Wasn't it, like, five presidents have come from Skull and Bones or something like uh, that? Bush... Uh, Bush, Bush was a legit senior. Bush Junior. Both were, were both full blown skull and blow bones. Yeah. Gore um, was as well. Uh, that well, that I didn't know. I know Gore. Okay. Wa- Gore was and Kerry was. It, as it well. seems odd to me that um, they end up at different parties. Oh, that they that they never party yeah, together. Well, no, they, political parties. They're oh. they're in different political parties. They're both members of the same. Uh, what is clearly intended to be a political organization? Well, political political parties seem to be some an afterthought in the after the beginning of someone's political career. It seems like whatever party will have them is the one that they. Well, actually, I, I think it's the the one that they think is going to win. Yeah, they they join and okay, so uh, uh, I'm going to join the Democratic Party. So okay, what do I have to do? I have to help you know. I have I have to help minorities get stuff or whatever it is. They uh, I have to uh, you know. Okay, well, I happen to be in Texas. So I'm going to have to be a Republican. So that means I need to become an evangelical Christian, and I got to be all for big oil. And well, also and it's whatever your, what they want, whatever your you criteria, know? whatever your criteria criteria is for governance. Like yeah. if you were a former police commissioner, yeah. and then you go in there with the hard law ticket yeah. that I'm tough on crime yeah. in your local politics, and then when you go to the governor politics, you're all for, all for the police unions, and then when you go to national politics, it's all for funding of police. Yeah. activity and hard militarization and your basic whatever your core criteria was if you were the superintendent then your your criteria is education and obviously one aligns you with the republican side and one aligns you for the democratic side so i guarantee you the majority of the democrats and the republicans that are sitting in the house and the senate right now their personal politics what they talk about in conversations behind closed doors is probably vastly different yeah than whatever, and also I think on the national level, the bills that they support are not opinion based; they're politicking. They vote for bills to be in line with party politics to earn favors for the bills yeah. that they want to propose because it makes them look better. 
It doesn't matter what your bill is. It's just whether or not you've passed a bill in Congress, whether or not you've done anything. Yeah. And a lot yeah. of the times with these local these local representatives. Because one of the worst things that ever happens in local politics is a contender can come up and say the, the incumbent uh, never did anything. They never passed a law when they were in office. Yeah. yeah. And so, therefore... Fuck them. Well, you know, that seems to be a virtue with the Republican Party now. Yeah. If you could say, oh, no, we, I, didn't, I, I didn't pass any spending bills. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. You didn't pass any bills. Well, it's, yeah. you, you call them spending bills, though, because yeah. every bill spends something. Yeah. You know, I mean, even if the bill is just we're going to rename this airport to, to something, well, they, you're spending money on signs now. So I, I didn't pass any spending bills. And the weirdest thing about politics, too, is that if you do vote for something that is politically intelligent, like voting for, this happens often, it's, it happens to Republicans a lot, where their humanism will kill them in their next election. Some education bill will come by and they'll vote their own politics. They'll vote for it. They'll vote for yeah. giving money to kids. And then when they go to run in their local election, somebody will out-Republican them. Yeah. Somebody will go, well, they voted for the Democrats once, therefore they're not a true Republican. Yeah. I'm well, more so of a hardcore. Yeah, that's, that's happening a lot in the Republican Party, Party. not yeah. so much in the Democrats. No, 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 no. But, but that, is a strong, that is a strong problem for Republicans. And that, I, I believe, is probably the core reason that they don't vote personal. I mean, yeah. there's so many times you see the bills that they shoot down and you realize, like, as a human being, as a true voting, if I vote, if I need it to to say I whether I do or do not want something to happen, obviously this bill you would say yes to, but yeah. they said no to it. Why would they do that? Yeah. Well, they don't want to get out Republican by some other guy. Yeah, and I think that's really what's going on. Yeah, um, yeah I certainly can, can <laughs> see that. Um, all right, so uh, we were talking earlier. Uh, both of us are going to be escaping from Fresno. In the yes. Uh, now, your, yours is coming up sooner, so let's talk about yours. You're, you're moving to Portland. I'm moving to Portland in about, um, the hard date is April. Okay. Yeah, we have a do or die situation in my house, which is, I I fully believe that your hometown is a vacuum, and that it isn't enough to simply want to leave it. You have to violently rip yourself out of it yeah. in order to get out. Because how many people have you had this conversation with where, oh, you're moving, and it never happens. Yes. Ever. Many. It's dozens and dozens and, you know, of I've costs. said it myself many times. Yeah, many, many, many people, and it goes on for years. And, and I actually did leave for a while. I joined the Navy and then lived in Seattle after that and then Houston. And I was like, oh, I'll go back home just to go to college. Yeah. And that was 12 years ago. Yeah. You know, so. Your yeah. hometown is a vacuum. Yeah. Because it's easy. It's easy to stay here. You have yeah. a support system here. Yeah. Um, so our date is come hell or high water, regardless of what the savings account says, regardless of who it's going to fuck over, regardless of what's going on that day, April 1st, we are no longer in Fresno. April fools. Yeah. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, we're going to, we are on track. We are yeah. absolutely on track to do it. And it's, um, we're more, more on track than we expect it to be. Cool. So cool. yeah, so it's uh, it's going to happen. I am out of here, man. I am a ghost. So uh, you you talk about uh, Portland because uh, um, a lot of things. I want to be in the IT field. Okay. And Portland is like a mecca for that. Yeah. The other thing is, I'm a big old fucking liberal, progressive. Yeah. Fucking bleeding heart. Bleeding heart liberal. Yeah, yeah. me too. Yeah. And Portland is the place. Is the know? fucking place. Yeah, Portland is one of those one of those places where you you don't have to. Uh, tear your, uh, you know, rip your hair out every time you see what your your member of Congress did. Yes, exactly. And, That's and, a place that you know, I live in. I live in Clovis. I, I I don't understand why Devin Nunes keeps getting reelected, other than the fact that he's convinced everyone that that he's, you know, he he, he may very well be uh, Hispanic. Yeah, but he doesn't. Vote like like one, yeah. In 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 Congress, I mean, and I mean, like, the the guy will vote against the spending bill and then show up at the ribbon cutting. Yeah, you know, I mean, the guy's a creep. Yeah. So the the the, the Portland is one of those liberals, ultra liberal places where Hillary Clinton is considered a conservative sellout. Yeah. 
and like their Elizabeth Warren is yes. the president's like that they want. Yeah, and that's the way that I think is. Yeah, well. I, I agree. I yeah. agree. Um, I think that what was done to the financial industry in the uh, during her uh, tenure in the Senate. Well, no, during the Great Depression uh, yeah. needs to happen again. Oh yeah, the, that kind that kind of severe regulation. Yeah, uh, is is Which what is necessary. Only ultra progressives. Yeah. Submit and and, and, and more so it yeah. really because they're 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 uh, it's the wild west yeah and, you know and I mean and, and and I really don't understand how you know Republicans are still and I'm not talking about the politicians I'm talking about the voters are are still oh Obama's ruining the the economy yeah I, I hear that every other day. And it's like been seventy six percent drop growth. The stock, every, the stock market's never been higher. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. the 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 um, the unemployment rate is lower than it's been since before Bush was president. Uh, you know, look at everything, yeah. and it's 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 great now. And and yet the United States just gave control of both houses of Congress to the Republican Party. Yeah, that's right. rhetoric. That's, that's saying that the sky is falling yeah. often enough that people actually start to duck. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing. Moving to a place where generally politically I agree with things, it's not, and I want to make this very clear, I'm not moving there because I have a hard time living in the contrary, living in a society or living in a place that has a different opinion than I yeah, do. Yeah. I grew up in an area. This is a very people. Someone that doesn't live in this particular town won't realize how conservative this area is comparatively yeah. to California. This is like a Texas County yeah. level of conservatism. Than, yeah, well, especially in Clovis, I mean, yeah, where, where yeah. I live. You know, people ask me what it was like. Well, you know, when when I describe Clovis, I say that it's like Texas without the minorities. Yeah, you know it. Yeah. The uh, the UHF marched here. The uh, back Cesar Chavez when he was marching was marching here. Yeah. Um, because the ag industry that was fighting against migrant rights was mostly localized to in this area. Yeah. We are the proprietors of the property that was bought and sold by the ag industry. At one point, not they owned every inch of this fucking town and sold yeah. it slowly to real estate developers. They own this fucking town. Yeah. Um, and the people and the politics here. I mean, we have a strong liberal community here, and that's mostly a byproduct of living in California. Yeah. I think it's an inevitability, and we're a coastal area. Yeah. Um, but I can't. Like, okay, I can. I fucking hate this. Like, this this drove me crazy. I went with to my wife to her fucking gynecologist appointment. Mm-hmm. Something was all fucked up, and for some reason, I had to be stuck there with her. I don't remember why. And this fucking lady walks up to the receptionist, and the receptionist says, well, your copay is more... I, I, I'm not trying to over-listen to someone's conversation, but it was like, oh, your copay went up to $35. used to be 25 This lady's copay went up to 35 And the lady, these two white ladies... I realized how deeply conservative they must be for in order for this to work because they did what black people do. They have this like code language yeah. that I realized what it was because I've listened to Fox News. I know what the fuck they're saying. And this lady cocks her head and goes, Obama. And then the other lady goes, right. And that was like the end of the conversation. Yeah. Because this lady's copay had gone up. And I realized how much narrative was in that yeah, one yeah. worded statement. There's there's uh there there's months of Fox News in that yeah. in that one word statement. Yeah, and it's vastly wrong. It is so unbelievably ignorant and wrong, it offends me. Yeah. And it because it and it's because it's so it's wrongness boiled down to a word. Like hardcore concentrated Fox News stupidity. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's uh it's, it's the same type of language that black people do because of years of oppression, and, and it's indignant. It, it, it's uh, it's our way of endearing, yeah. where you a black person who two black people who don't know each other will just walk past each other and bump fist. Yeah, because we okay. m- mutually understand the struggle, and that's the struggle is real. 
that simple one-worded simplistic narrative boiled down to a concentrated form okay. of unity and community and all that stuff is a beautiful thing in the black community but in the white community is this harsh hatred yeah and this glo- and this vast ignorance so when you look at them those two different things the two black guys walking across the street and bumping fists and these two white ladies saying one word and representing all yeah. these political ideologies they both have rich histories that take college courses to understand yeah um well, but not, not really i mean it, it it's it's really I, I think it's pretty easy to understand mm. no one wants to really look at anything no it, we're back at that we're back at that 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 uh the the laziness and, yeah. and they you know they you could blame you, you could say any problem in the world and those people will say Obama, yeah, you know it. it you, you, yeah, you know I I, uh, I went to IKEA today and and I bought a table. I got it home and it didn't have an Allen wrench in there, so I could put it together. Obama, <laughs> yeah. This, well, I mean, they, they used to put a tool in there, but Obama's president now. And, yeah, and it's now the now the Allen wrench isn't in there. I have to I have to go to True Value Hardware and buy one of those Allen wrench sets yeah. now. When I only need the one Allen wrench, they should have just Obama. Yeah, it it could be anything, and we blame it on Obama, and they 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 would agree with you. Yeah, there's also that, and I think there's a lot of that, and this happened early in Bush's administration too. Um, Jews, (laughs) where no, I I, I'm just thinking another analogy (laughs) of that in Germany, yeah, 1930s Jews, (laughs) Jews, yeah. yeah. that that was the Obama of the thirties in Germany. <laughs> Obama, it's Jews. You know, and <laughs> there also is that that the problem for every president where the president becomes a scapegoat for problems that he has no control over. Yeah, yeah, that's that's so because true. he is the head. Yeah, he's the boss. He's the GM of the store. Yeah, and so whatever happens, I need to speak to a manager. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yeah. he doesn't control those things. Yeah, it's, as if it's uh, the ma- the manager doesn't get to manage. No manager manages the store they're in anymore. Yeah. You know, everyone has this book of, of rules that they're required to follow. Yeah. And, you know, you could have the greatest experience in the world at the store. You know, and, and so you spent $10,000 there that day when you only came in there to buy a pack of gum. And the reason you spent all that money was because the manager was so helpful. Mm-hmm. But when you write that letter to the corporation telling them, oh, how great this manager was, he did this, he did this and this... And and then when after I bought all this stuff, he helped me get into my car. Oh, he did he, the manager helped you carry that stuff out to your car. He's fired. Yeah, you know he just got me to spend ten grand at your store. And oh yeah, but you know he's he's uh, risking uh, physical injury and our insurance and blah blah blah. We we so you they fire him. Yeah, you know you it it doesn't it doesn't matter if. You're, uh, if you're right, mm-hmm. you know, the, these are the rules that we're going to... Or was that lady that was working for... This happened last, like, maybe three weeks ago. There was a lady working in a child care facility in Alabama. Yeah. It's never a good start. Yeah. Um, where it's a home and the kitchen catches on fire. But the rules for the child sitter, who was the only person in the house, were that you can never leave a child in a room by itself. Yeah. So this lady runs into the kitchen to put the fire out and then runs back out, calls the fire department. The fire department comes in, does an investigation. And in the report, they mentioned that she you know, put the fire out herself. Yeah. And in the report, it mentions that she had to leave the baby behind in the room. When yeah. the company found the fire report, they yeah. fired her. Yeah. Oh, there's a fire. She wouldn't put it out. She, but did you take the baby into the room with, with the, the fire? fire? Was that with you <laughs> yeah. to put it out? Oh, you didn't? Well, you left the baby alone. You're fired now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it, exactly, it's oh, well, you didn't. Follow. It it's like they're looking for an excuse to to get rid of people. Mm-hmm. You know, they're looking for an excuse to fire you to to reset the retirement clock or something. Yeah, it's like I mean, how many? Uh, I I remember more times than I can count. Seeing some article, some news article was written about this company fired a bunch of people when they were 19 and a half years, just before they hit 20 and were eligible for retirement. Oh, I know multiple managers who have been fired yeah. because they're capped out their salaries. 
they had gotten at that 10-year point where they're making the most they possibly can in their position. Yeah. They're making 75000 as a store yeah. manager. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they get axed because the guy below them starts off at 40000 Yeah, yeah. So the... So the district manager just saved the store thirty five thousand dollars a year in payroll. Yeah, so he gets thirty five hundred. Yeah, because he he gets ten percent of the money that he just saved the company. Yeah, uh, you know, like when I was working at um, uh, Kinkos in Houston, uh, I it, I mean it's Kinkos. People are there doing all kinds of their crafts and, and that happened to Nick Staples and everything else. And I'm sorry, Nick, the guy that's often with us. That's what happened to his father. Oh, that actually just happened to him like last year. Uh, yeah, yeah. It doesn't surprise me. But, mm-hmm. um, the uh, he the manager would buy this crappy vacuum cleaner for for fifty bucks, mm-hmm. and you know I mean it's staples in the rug. You're not going to get this in. You need to get a good vacuum cleaner. You're not going to clean this up. It, yeah. You need a good vacuum cleaner. Uh, you know staples and paper clips and and all this stuff and and you know, you can tell the employees all you want. No, look, you got to pick the paper clips and the staples up first before you vacuum. You're not going to do it. Yeah. The the guy you're paying minimum wage. Is not going to put forth extra effort, and if you don't like it, you need to pay more. Yeah, you know, it's that's it, minimum wage, minimum there you effort. Go. Exactly. Yep. And but uh, and I, you know, I was talking to the the manager. I was like, well, we need to get a good vacuum cleaner, and he's like, well, we'll just just get another, uh, we'll get, get another one of these, and you know, he didn't want to spend five hundred dollars to get a good vacuum cleaner because as the manager, he get ten percent of the store's profits. And if he spends five hundred dollars on a vacuum cleaner, then that reduces the store's profits by five hundred dollars. And why should he spend fifty dollars of his own money to buy a vacuum cleaner for the store? Mm-hmm. And that's and and I even said it to him that way. I, I understand how you feel. Why should you spend fifty bucks of your own money to buy the store a vacuum cleaner? And of course, it, he's like, no, it's not like that. But yeah, it was like that. And and mm-hmm. so then the next day we got this crappy fifty dollar vacuum cleaner again. Yeah. And after after a month or so, or it broke, it was busted because it. Well, for one thing, it's it's too small for the size of the store, but you know, picking up the, all the paper clips and everything, and it just it just it it can't handle that. And yeah, so people are lazy. That's the general. Yeah, pretty much. And stuff. I am too. And you know, honestly, I I will be less lazy lazy if I don't feel I'm being taken advantage of by my employer. I yep. yeah I definitely I definitely understand that I am under a tremendous amount of requirements yeah. and goals and regulations. I have financial legality that I have to juggle yeah. with product knowledge, selling the car dealership. Yeah, selling yeah. product and having sales criteria. Well, you know, it, it seems to me as you were explaining some of the rules on on car sales that exist now. Yeah, that there's a lot less. Um, uh, there's a lot less they can dump on you. A lot less than there was, but there's still a lot that they yeah. can. Okay. Um, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of shady things that we do that I don't necessarily agree with and that I know that for the rest of my life I'm going to watch out for. Yeah. Um, for instance, when you get approved for a loan from your bank, they attach a percentage that you're approved at. A uh, car dealership is allowed to increase that percentage by up to 2% um, and then retain that 2% as its own commission. So they get 2% of your loan every month from you. Okay. Uh, they're legally allowed to, and they do it often. We do it on, on almost every single loan. Yeah. Well, I mean, if I'm allowed to charge an extra 2%, I'm going to. Yeah. You know, and so yeah, I have no... Well, you know, that, that what that tells me is don't let the dealer handle getting you finance and go to the bank yourself. Yeah. And and that would be the most intelligent thing to do. Unless you're doing a lease or yeah. you're leasing from a manufacturer, uh I would I would highly suggest getting your financing from your bank. Yeah. Uh let's see, we're actually at 53 minutes already. Wow. Um all right, well, and let's uh my moving. Mm-hmm. Um I I I don't remember if I talked about this on a previous episode of the podcast or not. Uh but I, uh, I've been saying to myself for years that if I'm ever going to be a real comedian, I need to leave Fresno. I need to go to New York City or Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's, that's where I could do it, where I could try to make comedy a career. Mm-hmm. And things keep happening 
where I, uh, well, maybe next year, maybe this time, maybe later, maybe later. And I'm having a hard time looking at myself in the mirror and saying, yes, I'm going to do it, but not yet. Yeah. And, um, you know, like when, when I started seeing Marie, before I started seeing her, I, my plan was as soon as the tax season is over, I'm gone. Yeah. And then when I started seeing her, and so I didn't want to leave. And then, you know, now I've broken up with her now. But, you know, now my, my dad, he's on, he's he's sick, he's in dialysis, just broke his leg, too. Oh, my God. Uh, and he, and uh, it's uh, one of the bones in his ankle. Wow. Um, and my stepmother, of course, she's, uh, she's been in a wheelchair her whole life. And so they, they, they really do need my help. But... There's always something, mm-hmm. and there's going to continue always being something, and uh, I, I, um, I wonder more and more. Is is all of this really preventing me from being able to go, or am I using all of these different things that keep happening as an excuse to not go because I'm afraid to? Yeah, and so I. Um, I talked to my both. I talked to my parents about it already. Uh, as soon as the tax season is over, I'm going to be leaving. I'm either going to New York City or Los Angeles. I don't know yet which yet, but um, I wanted to give them enough time to you know, for my dad's leg to heal, mm. and but also to figure out whatever they're going to do because none of my brothers or sisters live here. There's nobody else to help them. Yeah. So they're going to have to do something. The, the other, the only one that does live here is, is Holly, and she's not gonna. Yeah. She's not gonna do it. I mean, she'll she'll she come over to help once in a while, but she's not gonna, you know, stay there and take care of our parents. Yeah. So, um, you know, I I don't know exactly what they're gonna do. You know, I, my my stepmom has talked about looking into trying to find an assisted living place. Um, my dad actually was going to, um, uh, he, he'd left and he said he, w- he wasn't sure if he was coming back as he was hoping, I, I, I guess to, to, uh, uh, move in with one of my brothers mm-hmm. and, uh, three of them, their wife said no because they couldn't, you know, you know, one of them wouldn't even let, wouldn't even entertain the possibility. Wouldn't even let him come visit. And the the one who did say yes, he's a truck driver. He lives in Idaho. He works in North Dakota. He's gone eight weeks and then is back too. And, you know, his wife has got three kids to take care of. And then my dad with his dialysis and then the broken leg, she wouldn't be able to do it all by herself. And, you know, like I said, the others, it, it, my dad couldn't get along with their wives. Mm. And, uh. So he ended up coming back home. He got back a, a few days ago, about a week ago now. But uh, um, I, I can't. This can't be the rest of my life. Yeah. You know, just si- sitting here and taking care of my parents until they die. You know, uh, that's uh, then because that's what you're doing right now. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Is I'm, I'm sitting around waiting for my parents to die. That's that's shitty. Yeah. You know. Uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, I won't forgive myself if I don't try. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, as soon as the tax season is over, I, I should, I should be getting called back into work any day now. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. My next door neighbor, Elmo, he, he works for the IRS too, but in one of the other offices, uh, he also works seasonally. And I remember the last couple of years, he, this exact same scene has happened three years in a row now. He sees me, says, hey, have you gotten called back into work yet? I said, no, not yet. Oh, yeah, well, they just called me back. I'm starting tomorrow. It's like, oh, so you just decided to be an asshole and brag that you're going back to work and I'm not yet. Thanks. Fuck you. <laughs> um, but that, I didn't say that to him. That's just what I was, the internal dialogue. Yeah. But they, this is the third year in a row he's done the exact same thing. Oh, are you starting yet? No, not yet. Oh, well, I'm starting next Tuesday. Mm. You know, so I... 
uh, I assume that based on that timing, I, any day now, I'll yeah. be starting work again. And the tax season will go until sometime in June, most likely. Do you get a? Do you get some sort of communication saying that you are coming back? Just not a. I'll get a call and a, and a letter in the mail. Okay. And the 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 lap, like last year, I got the phone call the day before I was supposed to go in, and the letter came in the day after I was supposed to go in. You know, they they didn't send the letters out in time. You know, but they called everybody. But yeah, I. I should get a phone call any any time now, and I should get a letter in the mail soon, telling me when when to come back. Yeah. But you know, I I do data transcribing, and uh, more and more people e file, so they have less work. Yeah. And so I mean, this this job might not even even seasonally, this job might not exist in a few years. Yeah. You know, so I I can't stick around anyways. Yeah. You know, and I, I got to find another job, or or something, but. Um, and actually, I, I was talking to my uh, my brother. He just got his A plus certification. One of my brothers just got his A plus certification. Was that uh, computer IT? Oh, okay. And uh, he's he, he's gonna give me a copy of the uh, the the book that he studied hmm. to to take the test. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hopefully I'll have my A plus certification before I leave. And so I'll have some kind of a skill I can try to get a job with. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, as soon as the tax season is over, so sometime in June, I'm going to be leaving Fresno. Good for you. And man. I just hope I don't puss out. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, uh, I don't want to. Well, I'll be calling and bugging you. I appreciate that. Yeah. Don't puss out. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just move to, to Portland. You <laughs> follow me up there. I'm taking the whole fucking crew with me. I'm fucking uh, trying to talk people into coming are up you, there. Are you dragging Nick with you? Uh, it was in talks. It was uh, definitely. Uh, def- call ahead to the place you're moving into. Make sure you can have pets. <laughs> yeah, I, I Nick had. Nick is. Uh, I was calling Nick a pet. Yes, I, I realized that. <laughs> um, I had talked to I had talked to him about it, um, but I had actually changed my mind with it. It's never a good idea. Yeah. To have a friend living on your couch yeah when you're yeah. married yes yes that's not a good idea no no it's not um like someone staying over for a while yeah we yeah. could do that yeah but uh that quickly becomes a wedge yes and uh and well the wife gets tired of it yeah and so, like no, quickly well it's like, no <laughs> not tonight he'll hear us yeah you know and then now you don't get to have sex yeah <laughs> Yeah, so, so yeah. that that and he has no means of supporting himself. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of out. I've got a uh, couple other people. My father, her mother, um, are all talking about soon mm-hmm. moving up there as well. So a lot of people, mm-hmm. a lot of people, especially in this town. I don't know what the connection between Fresno and Portland is, but there is a strong um, element in this town of people wanting to move up there, yeah. and that's how I got the mm-hmm. idea. Because after high school, like five or six friends of mine moved. Everybody watched Portlandia. Well, this was before Portlandia ever oh. came out. Okay. Yeah. You know, your cat just sat down with just its front paws on my jacket. Oh, I apologize. No, it's okay. It, I just, I, it seems, it's like I could see, okay, lie on the jacket. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, okay, like lie away from the jacket. But why front paws on the jacket? Yeah. Rest of the rest of the body off the jacket. I, She's I, trying it out. I, I, yeah, She's trying maybe it out. so. It's, I don't I don't know how comfortable that thick leather jacket is going to be. She's probably thinking of scratching the shit out of it. Actually, probably. Yeah. It's it, like your cat is like glaring at, at my shoes right now. It's not looking up at me. Yeah. It's just glaring at my shoes. I didn't find out till like two years later that her brother and her father are the same person. So the cat. The cat. The cat is inbred. Uh, <laughs> so you have uh, British royalty. Yes, I do. As a cat. Yes. I believe <laughs> her mother had sex with one of its kittens. Like, when it was older. And that's what it is. Uh, pussy's pussy. Yeah. So she's got, a, she's got a brother daddy. <laughs> uh, well, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for doing the podcast. Appreciate no problem. It. And uh, hopefully we'll both be getting out of here. Uh, We've got a few more of these before we before yeah yeah I'm out of here yeah we do. Um, well, I'm uh, I'm JT Foreman. I'm here with uh, Colton Contreras. We are. Well, wait. We should make a fucking. I will say right now on this podcast that even after both of us are out of here, we will continue to do a podcast together. We'll just use Skype. I'm gonna have to figure out how to do that. But I will yes. show you. Yeah. 
cool. It'll be so our way of staying in contact. I need a knife where you cut the thing and blood. <laughs> we'll just high five on it. Yeah. High five on it. There you go. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah thanks uh, Thanks for, for doing the podcast. And, and uh, okay, I, I have to say something horrible now. Everywhere I go, I become friends with a chubby black dude. Really? Yeah. It's a, Bradley Lewis when I was up in Seattle. Uh, <laughs> uh, Larry Jones when I was in Memphis. Uh, you, you here? It's nice. like everywhere I go, I become friends with a chubby black dude. I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, but that just suddenly maybe that's to me. who you are deep inside. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm a chubby black dude on the inside. <laughs> yeah, you're a chubby black dude. On the <laughs> I don't inside. know how you fit a chubby boy. Well, it's in here. I'm, there's a chubby black dude inside this chubby white dude, <laughs> and he's got a bigger dick than I do. <laughs> But, uh, uh, thanks again. Um, I'm uh, JT Foreman. I'm here with uh, Colton Contreras. We are the Bitter Comics, and I still got to get you to do stand-up comedy, man. Yeah. Before you leave, you have to do stand-up comedy. <laughs> uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace. <laughs>